0: Hey everybody, welcome to the show today, you know, hey it's always fun house uh, time around here, we we get through it all, we're having a great time on Monday as usual I look forward to Monday's friends because I get a chance to talk to you and it's good to be back with you right here on this great network uh, You know, we're, I want to make a big theme about the uh, this show today concerning free speech and the battle we're winning. I was uh, I was looking through some history, and you know this is like the Battle of Midway in World War II. Uh, the uh, U.S. Navy was deeply outnumbered. Uh, The war had just begun, of course, and they had lost a lot of casualties in the Coral Sea. Midway was going to be the midway. It was going to be the place where the decisions as to what was going to happen in in the Pacific and South Pacific specifically would take place. And this battle would be a turning point in the uh, naval battle in the Pacific, but very costly at the same time. That's kind of where we are. If you've been watching what's happening with our free speech we have been fenced in, beat up, trashed by a very huge monolithic line propaganda system called the media, the American media, friends. And it has been a disaster all, all these years. But this network, RBN, which you've been supporting our sponsors and everybody here that's working, a lot of great people, you have made it happen. We are still in the fight. As a matter of fact, things are starting to turn around very big time. As you know... Um, Alex Jones, who you've heard a lot of, and I could play a lot of his clips, but you can get his material on his website at band.video and listen to all of these uh, uh, interviews that he's had recently with Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson admits right from the very beginning of the interview that, uh, you know, at first when he had heard about 9-11 being an inside job, he became almost offended, very, very angry about it. And he didn't take time to look at the details and, and consider a lot of the things that people like us were saying. Of course, you know, Bill Cooper goes way back before at that time. And they actually played the clip that uh, Alex, uh, Alex had uh, predicted the attacks. And he said uh, it, they will probably be airplane attacks of some sort. He'd read the uh, uh, you know plan for a new American century, the PNAC doctrines and things like that. And he was aware of this, and he said, they'll probably blame Osama bin Laden, which they had tried to do earlier with the attack of the uh, World Trade Center, which was all another setup, of course. Tim Osmond, uh, Osama bin Laden, had been working with us. So, I mean, it was really convoluted as far as the whole uh, organization, the Carbell Group, and all these other different people that, that were involved with all this, as you know, the, the intertwining spy network. But all that uh, set aside, you know, that. Uh, Tucker Carlson apologized, and he said, you know, you were right about this. You were right about a lot of things. You've been right about a lot. Now, Alex's uh, scorecard is not perfect. He doesn't claim to be a prophet, but he has been listening to a lot of information and putting the pieces together. You've been doing that, too, all this time. We've had uh, this great network, you know. Uh, Great people who started it. Great people who are maintaining it. You are the folks out there that are making this happen. Not much is new that Alex brings up that we haven't covered ourselves ahead of time or shortly thereafter. But, uh, you know, I just think it's important that we have a very big moment here. And also, we're going to play a clip by Andrew Tate and Alex uh, interviewing Elon Musk, another big player. Now, a lot of people groan. You know, I have a friend who... Does a radio show at the station, 1360 KCNC here in Colorado. Um, and, you know, we're kind of legendary in terms of having uh, been on the cutting edge of all of this as well, going way back to the 90s, even to that time of uh, Oklahoma City, uh, the Ruby Ridge. Remember those incidents? We were challenging those narratives all that time. Still standing for your constitutional rights, your bill of rights, your Second Amendment, your free speech, your freedom to practice, your religion, uh, your fourth amendment, all these other things that should be protected and uh are being violated right now with this World Health Organization treaty that they're trying to pull in if they're going to get away with this and we've got to stop that now. But the bottom line is is yes, this has been a fight. It's like the Battle of Midway. I mean we're Ah, uh, we were uh, hit pretty hard, you know, with things like the new Pearl Harbor and you know other things that have been going on since, and really going way back with this lying media, which I've been a part of, and I know how bad it is. I know that it that it's corrupt. I know that it doesn't work. I know that these people are shaded and faded, and they're puppets. I was one of those people on one of those uh, news sets many years ago. I didn't like the way the management was telling me what to do. I never really wanted to be in that kind of television anyway. I always wanted to be kind of independent doing an investigative journalist. And I knew the news media was pretty crooked at that time. So, when that kind of came to an end, I was very glad to leave. I didn't get fired. I resigned, and I came back and I was working as an engineer for a while. Enough about me. I'm just saying that Uh, I have been looking at the problems with the media for a long, long time. This media is a very dangerous propaganda system, friends. And this is one of the reasons why this uh, network is so important, why all of us. I mean, it's not just one. But we do have to team up. Sometimes uh, people who are on the other other side come over to our side a little bit as allies. And and in this case, this uh, long, lengthy interview with Tucker Carlson was really good. I I liked it. We – We've been kind of hoping and praying for Tucker for a long time, I have. Uh, People were saying, uh, you know, Fox News is going to control him and all that. And I said, uh, no, I think uh, Tucker may make a break from it, because if he does, uh, Fox needs uh, Tucker far more than Tucker needs uh, Fox. And people said, well, I don't know about, well, you saw what happened. And obviously, Tucker Carlson can get 40, 50 million viewers. One of the biggest interviews in the English language uh, just happened over the, this uh, last few days with Tucker Carlson and Elon uh, T- Tucker Carlson and Alex Jones, and also the Andrew Tate uh, interview that uh, we're going to listen to a little bit. Let's just go ahead and play that right now, and you can hear a little bit of Andrew Tate. Uh, go ahead if you got that uh, queued up, Julie. Let's play this and listen to this now.
1: The only thing you own is your soul and your integrity. And this is the one thing they cannot take away from you, no matter what they do to you. And that is the best feeling on earth. It doesn't matter if you can sell your soul to the devil and repeat what they want you to say, but then you truly own nothing. And I think that as, as history books look back on this pivotal moment, when X was finally freed and the information of the world could finally be spoken freely, I really do believe we're on the right side of history. And if you were to ask me if there's anything worth dying for, it would be for the freedom of humanity and to be on the right side of history. So I agree with you. Absolutely. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I'm I'm just generally in favor of civilization and the furtherance of civilization. Um, And I think we should always be concerned that uh, we can regress as a civilization. And if you, if you study history, just, you can just see the the arc of, of one civilization after another as the civilizations rise and fall through history. Um, We've we've been in a period of civilization rising very rapidly, but we should be concerned that it 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 may we may we may be cresting we may subside um, and, and and there have to there are many times where I, have, I get late stage civilization vibes um, you know and I'm just worried that that maybe we're cresting as a civilization and and perhaps headed for for a fall so yeah.
1: Well, I agree with you because I, I truly believe, and a lot of people have ever said this before me, this is not original idea, but I think as AI and machines and tech increases, a lot of people are going to be deemed useless by the overlords. And then you have to sit and decide what are they going to do with all these people who have hopes and dreams and they want health care and they want a garden and they want a house to live in and they don't want to be treated like cattle. They're going to become extremely inconvenient. So I don't think many people at home understand that this war cannot be avoided. I've had a lot of people who understand why they threw me in jail in Romania and understood I've done nothing wrong. And they said to me, why do you take up this fight? Why you don't just delete your Twitter and disappear and drive a Ferrari all day? And I explained that this war cannot be avoided. You're either on the front line and you're fighting for something or you're sitting waiting to die. You're waiting for the Mongol horde to come over the horizon and chop your head off. There's, no, I totally no agree. Of it. And just to throw this in there, if you read, and I, Elon, I knew you were doing great work. When I saw you six months ago at the World Government Summit, where they're all just saying we're going to make everybody eat bugs and we'll make the decisions to put microchips in them. And you said, we don't want a centralized system. We want a diverse system. We want firewalls. And I don't agree with this Tower of Babel you're building. They know that we go through cycles and they want to
0: yeah, there you go. That's just a bit of it. You can listen to the whole interview out there. Uh it's very good. Again, uh, Elon Musk is talking about civilization. He's a human uh he, he, what do they call him a uh, human uh society uh, per, uh perpetu- perpetuator. He believes in the human being, the human soul, the human spirit. Uh he has been speaking out really to be honest with you, he's been warning people about AI for quite some time. Most people don't know that even though he was building Chat, GBT and some of these other uh, AI sources to gather information and create uh, these narratives and these paragraphs of all this uh, uh, sometimes unverifiable and sometimes crazy stuff being com- uh, created by these computers. Uh, yeah, but he's been aware aware of this for a while. He's been saying AI is going to have to be guarded. We're going to need a truth AI system at some point to try to hold all this material together, even if we have these Huge databases, which are, I mean, they're the size of 10 Walmarts, friends, in terms of how much space and energy they're going to be using. And uh, this is what it's going to take. They're going to put all this energy that we don't have into building these databases that are going to construct this prison camp around us. We have to speak up. I mean, we are at that point right now. This is not a... A uh, a war by which uh, we can sit back on the sidelines and and wonder how it's going to turn out, and maybe make the adjustments. No, we're we're in for the to- in for the total duration. Really, is is the situation right there? So you're you're start, you're starting to see some great people, people like Elon Musk. Uh, People like Tucker Carlson. Now, look, I know a lot of you are out there, and you're probably saying, look, you know, I don't know whether I trust these people or not. You know, hey, I've worked in a lot of different uh, movements in my time, and I can tell you this. The key thing is, is creating strong allies and hoping that they'll hold together. But if you go around shooting at everybody and trying to d- disseminate information about one person after another, you, you start eliminating all of the possibilities you have of the collective. Now, if you saw what happened when uh there was a, a large large group of people, it was like they were watching the Super Bowl or something like that, and they were all for one team. They had a big screen and they were saying that you know, it was talking about uh, Alex Jones being banned from uh, x or or Twitter all the almost five years now. you know they took him off and they, they were counting it down there was a, a you know, something that was at a specific time. The announcement had been made that he was going to be back on X now, owned by Elon Musk. And uh, everybody was watching this happen. And as soon as it said, Alex Jones or this account is reinstated, it was like, It was like a major celebration. It was like these people watched their team win the Super Bowl. It was an astounding display of people who were saying, yes, we're finally getting back into this whole thing. Um, We are getting back into controlling our own destiny by our own free speech, our own own, uh, standards our own Bill of Rights. We're human beings, as he says, you know, in the movie The Prophet, you know, or what was it? I can't remember. Uh, The one that came out many years ago. And uh, we are people. We are going to restore our Dignity as a civilization and as human beings in spite of everything that's going on here. So we are up against a machinery that wants to basically make you servants to the machine that they sit upon and run and don't even have any control or idea of where it's going anyway. We're in a, up against one of the biggest threats we have ever faced. So like I said before, I likened this to the Battle of Midway, where uh, you know, the U.S. Navy went out against a very, very large Japanese fleet... And there was actually a, what I would think is a I call it a divine event. A huge fog came in, and both of these navies really couldn't find each other at that time. This was, remember, before a lot of uh, uh, more advanced – there was advanced radar at that time. But, uh, you know, you really couldn't uh, – you had to rely on visual observations to know exactly where people were because there was radio silence and a lot of that was going on. And both the U.S. Navy – and the Japanese Navy were looking for each other. They sent out surveillance planes, but the fog was so thick at the, at the uh, surface level, very few people could see anything. And there was complete quiet as these uh, big fleets were moving around. Just by luck, a uh, seaplane spotted. You know, the, the clouds opened up just enough for this seaplane to see the japanese fleet there they were there they were they wired it they wired it back and all of a sudden the uh the us navy knew where the japanese were just by really a divine intervention and they launched the attack and of course the battle went on for quite some time uh you know i'm talk maybe a little bit about the the japanese uh, uh, carrier that they sunk there they which they just recently discovered it's under 18,000 feet of water it's a mile deeper than the titanic and uh, But the whole battle took place there And it was by really the grace of God That they were able to turn things around This is kind of what's happening here We are up against a huge army Of drone uh, propaganda news people out there But we're winning this battle, friends I'm excited about this Because we have some good people you know, not all allies are going to agree. You know, certainly Stalin wasn't uh, the fav- my favorite guy to have as an ally in World War II. But, uh, you know, and Turkey was on our side at that time as well. We've had a lot of others. But, uh, you know, the, the fact is we have to pull together and we have to hold on to what we've got. And I was quite impressed with the interview. I think that interview went on for about over two hours with Elon Musk. And he's just one of the guys in this, as you hear. He's a... Obviously, a big wheel in the whole deal right now, but uh, he's on board with this, and he's a speciest. That's that's the word I think that he's been called, meaning that he believes in the Amer- uh, the human species. That's you and me. That we should be the uh, domain uh, and dominion of this world, as it was given to us from God Almighty when He created. It. He said, "Let man have dominion over the earth, over the fishes in the sea, and all things that creep." you know we are supposed to be the caretakers and ho- homeowners of this place that's what we're all about so i'm very much into that you know and i think you should be too this is what we should be believing in and we have to fit, we have to create this alliance right now it is working i'm excited about this just like all those people who are excited to see alex return to alex jones return to uh, x I might get on there. I was never on Twitter. I might even join myself. I've never been banned yet, so <laughs> I don't think they'll ban me this time. I'll, I'm pretty reserved about what I say, but look at what's happening with Facebook. Look at all this computer technology armed against us, friends. We are building an alliance. I'm excited about what's happening right now, and um, you know maybe you don't feel the same way. Maybe you're pessimistic. I would try to encourage you. We have to get into the fight. We can win this. We've had a major turn, a major event. It's taking place 2 hours over 2 hours of an interview with uh, Tucker Carlson who basically apologized for being so slow to catch on to things like 9/11 like uh, the Patriot Act like the wars like the Federal Reserve and the oligarchy of this technocratic elite that uh, that even Eisenhower warned us about a technocratic elite military industrial complex a technocratic elite and massive debt he said would destroy this nation where are we today right there so this is what's going on i'm excited to hear about it i think this is really important i uh i'm hoping that you're going to get a little bit uh maybe enthralled yourself a little bit uh, say hey okay we've got some plans what about the election next year uh alex talks about the uh the the, the uh very very uh real possibility that they're going to try to assassinate Trump and if I I've got a I should be playing a, a speech that Trump just recently made which was one of the most uh poignant and strongest speeches I have ever heard him say concerning the uh the the deep state the uh, senior executive services these people who are behind in these agencies and the treason that's been going on in this government all this time. So, they're not going to let uh Trump keep saying these things friends. Uh, they're going to throw everything they can at him. As you know, I have uh, been a Trump supporter, but I've also been very critical of some of the mistakes he's made, including that warped speed disaster, which I've been following for a long time as well, and warning people about Fauci and his crimes since 1992. I won't go into that. Maybe next segment we'll talk about it a little bit. But, um, you know, I'm excited because Trump is really calling them out. Uh, as he has said, Michael, uh, you know, uh, General Michael Flynn does know where the bodies are buried, okay? So we, he knows where the, uh, the the real crimes and the activity that's been going on here have been taking things apart and destroying all of our republic, our rights, our freedoms, our economy, everything that's been going on uh, is uh, readily available to be exposed. So uh, that's where I'm coming from. I hope you feel the same way. This is where we've got to go. This is what we've got to do. Hey, uh, maybe take some calls today uh, I want to wish you all a Happy holidays uh, as we move Into these uh, holiday seasons um, You know I know that uh, No Christmas day Was probably not the day that Jesus was born It might have been the day that the angel Spoke to Mary Gabriel and told her That she was going to have a child A very special one But we'll get into that Hang in there right after the break Be right back
3: Will the end come on this Friday, or will the inevitable collapse hold off for a while? The next round of the worst financial crisis in a 100 years is coming, people, and the government is out to make you and I pay for it. Will your savings survive a global banking wipeout? What happens when the U.S. sees hyperinflation? What if taxes soar not only for the rich? Can you survive the stock market tanks? Look, between a stock market wipeout waves of bank failures, soaring government spending that will lead to hyperinflation and the destruction of the dollar's value. Isn't it time that you prepare for the uncertainty which lies ahead? Protect your money now or forever kiss it goodbye. My friends, I offer you over six decades experience of hard asset ownership and knowledge and I'm prepared to handle the smallest detail in the balanced protection of your portfolio. Once again, our phone number six zero two seven nine nine eight two one four. 602-799-8214. It's almost Friday
0: Welcome back to Lightspeed, everybody. I always uh, get uh, pumped up in the first segment because I'm excited. You know, it's Monday. <laughs> yeah, I know you're probably very, very busy. Uh, a lot of people are r- working very hard to buy gifts and things like that. But, uh, you know, I'm excited about the turn of events. I, I'm, I'm glad to see there are so many people coming around, waking up. You know, uh we really do have to have what the Russians call a glasnost, which is an open throat or a time of, of speaking freely about what really has been going on here. They needed that after all those years under Stalin and communism. They needed to reconcile how things went so bad. I'm not saying Russia is perfect by any means now, friends. It isn't. Uh, and the oligarchs and a lot of the people who were basically some of the top communists became the top top capitalists there at that time. It's uh, unfortunate to say uh, Putin himself had worked with the uh, KGB. But the the issue is simply this, that uh, they needed a refreshing, they needed to come back to their identity, they needed to come back and feel like what they were about as a nation was important and that each one of them were significant in the entire spectrum. Instead of trying to defame people like what we've seen here, you know, we've talked about all these things that have been happening, the racism that they're stirring up to try to create a division among the races, all of these tactics are going to be pushed to the metal, friends, and that's coming very soon. You're going to see it. You know, we, uh, uh, we're we noticing that uh, they do have their plan. You know, of course, a cyber attack is probably do in an effect and one of the reasons why I'm working with 1360 uh, KHNC uh, you can go to that uh, website at 1360 com. it's an AM station out here in the Colorado area I mean we're just holding things together we're in the same situation you are got some great sponsors just like the sponsors at RBN right now uh, you know we really appreciate all those people I mean, just for a reminder we're going to have a, um, a fundraiser on January 1st I won't be doing a show because it's going to be about the fundraiser, but we're going to try to get some more working capital to keep things working at this network. That is very important. That's why I am glad to be a volunteer, and I've been a volunteer here before at RBN for quite some time. Some of you may remember Bob Tuscan and I were doing some shows for a while, and there Dave and I teamed up to do some shows. One of the things we talked about at that time, which most people probably don't remember, was this fellow. His name was Anthony Fauci. Fauci, it's spelled F-A-U-C-I, but it's pronounced Fauci. He's been around for quite some time. I produced a film in I started in 1992, but I ran into trouble and it really got into a problem, even with a partner who dropped out. But we finally got it out in '96, and uh, I was i uh, I've been exposing Fauci's crimes for now 32 years. Going on, actually, it'll be 32 years. Almost 40 years, if you go back to 1984, really, when they began the HIV fraud. And I didn't want to get into this too much, except for to say, um, you know, for a lot of people, they had no idea how powerful this medical industrial complex was becoming. And we were warning people all along. And as I've said, I've been a little critical of uh, Donald Trump. In the fact that he allowed Fauci to continue when he should have been held uh, for crimes against people, he'd already poisoned at least 300,000 AIDS patients with AZT. AZT is a nucleoside analog. It's a, a drug designed to destroy DNA. That's not just a side effect. It is designed to do that. Guess what is also another nucleoside analog? Remdesivir. Now it targets a different uh, a part, different nucleotide. It's a little bit different. In the case of AZT, it was killing white blood cells. It was actually designed as a a, uh, a drug for uh, leukemia to kill white blood cells. That's what it was designed to do. Uh, people who you know leukemia is a uh, cancerous blood cells, uh, and that was what it was designed to do was to create, to kill cancerous blood cells. Well, uh, remdesivir targets uh, more or less uh, the the. Uh, the same nucleotides, uh, but different uh, uh, setting and a different uh, prion, I guess, if you like. I'm not sure of the technology, the wording, as well as a lot of some of you may be, but it it is actually targeting the kidney cells, and people were dying because of remdesivir. So instead of giving them HCQ, ivermectin, uh, corsetin, instead of treating people properly who had a bad cold, what they were doing was giving, putting them on ventilators and killing them with remdesivir. Taji's games have never changed. Back to Trump, he should have known all this. And as a matter of fact, the group that I work with, the uh, scientific group for reappraisal of the HIV/AIDS hypothesis, or we call ourselves the Rethinking AIDS. You can still see our website up there, RethinkingAIDS.com. And we've had Tom DeFrenno on too, who's now the head of the organization. Um, we're still around. But we were quite well aware of what Fauci was doing a long time ago. And I think Dave and I were telling you many times uh, back in 2000, late 2015 and early 2016 that one of the things Trump needed to do immediately was get rid of Fauci. Who? Fauci. Who? Fauci. You know, I mean, we we keep trying to tell people. I've been telling people how dangerous this little maniac is for years. His wife is head of bioethics at NIH, Christine Grady. She goes by Christine Grady Fauci is who she is you know, from Georgetown, uh, another one of these criminals. Now, Fauci's back at, at Georgetown, Jesuit Georgetown, where uh, he's uh, planning the next big attack. And as you may know, the World Health Organization is planning to go completely around your Bill of Rights and take over our entire medical industrial complex. It's bigger now than it even was before. What kind of a germ will they have this time? I don't know. We'll be talking a little bit about that. Got another break coming up, and maybe take some calls if you want to call in. Uh, I'm right here, and I'm going to be here right back after this uh, short break in these messages. Stay tuned.
3: I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news. Real talk Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at RepublicBroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com/RBN.
4: Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at libertystickers.com. Again, that's libertystickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard.
0: Hey, hey, hey! Where Don't be singing the blues. Hey, we're back today, and I'm trying to cheer you up. This is a time for cheer, friends. I think things are uh, starting to move in our direction. Yes, we are still deep in a battle—a battle for our very existence. If you listen to that piece that we had with uh, Elon Musk even Alex Jones says they're trying to set up a New World Order Tower of Babel. That's what it is, friends. That's exactly what it is. It's a a big, uh, major operation of confusion, to say the least. It's not going to provide any real answers to to anybody. But they want to create a one-world government. Henry Kissinger is dead. As you know, he was one of the people behind the New World Order. You know, he was uh, very much involved in all of this, uh, actually helped it train and position Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum. These people are completely out of their control and out of control altogether by that. I mean, and uh, we have to do what we can to stop them immediately, just as it was uh, stated in these interviews. So I'm very excited about having people like Tucker Carlson on, and uh, also Elon Musk joining us at this point to uh, begin uh, being a part of this battle to to free our speech, to free our human rights, and give us back our constitutional rights, and uh, to stop all these corrupt judges and these corrupt courts. Now. Uh, I haven't done a lot of uh, research uh, recently, but last week I called uh, at least five uh, con- congressional people, including uh, the Sen- Speaker of the House Office, uh, you know Mike Johnson, and encouraged him to uh, let's keep pressing this impeachment. Uh, I know a lot of people just groan, but the, the fact is, here's what you've got to do. The Democrats are a lot smarter than Republicans. They really are in terms of how to uh, get things done and, and sneak things under the table and operate our government behind our backs and entangle us with all kinds of problems. We, just, we think that these people in Congress who are there, you know, well, they're not going to listen to us. You know, let, me, let me explain something. They are our employees. When you talk to them, they, they are people who work for you. They should be. uh, You should take that tone. Now, don't 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 be rude. Be nice. Use tact. You know, I don't encourage anybody to threaten anyone. Please don't do that. But let them know they're being watched. Let them know they need to hear from you and you have something to say. We need to take these people to task immediately. All of them. Tim McCarthy, uh, no, I'm not Tim McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy uh, has been out recently. I don't know. And of course, you now hear him waffling on all these different things. He basically, just as as we explained and knew all along, he was a big lobbyist for for big pharma and big, uh, also a lot of other big people in the agricultural business from California. And he really wasn't for real. And now he's showing his colors, just like McCain, just like Romney, just like Lizard. Cheney who they primaried out in up uh in Wyoming thank god they got rid of her but you know we 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 have to clean this party up and that has to be done but the, the thing is the impeachment needs to be pressed on Biden because we have to do something offensive it's like let me let me give you an example like you look at a football game and you have a team and and you uh, the team loses a game and the score is 20 to 3 Twenty to three, they were beat. And you say, "Well, what is wrong with our team?" And somebody says, "We don't have a defense." <laughs> no, no, you don't have an offense. That's your problem. Uh, maybe your defense is uh, doing a pretty good job, and but not enough to stop these people from scoring. And your defense can't really do anything. You don't score any points with a defense. You know, as the bottom line, if you're losing a game twenty to three, it's not because. Uh, You know, the defense is bad. It's because you can't score any points is part of the problem. And that's been the biggest issue with, with Donald Trump. It's been the biggest issue with the Republicans for the last four years. They never really scored any points. They never really got on the Except for a few things, of course yes, Trump did have the economy working pretty well He did shut the borders for a little bit He did uh, breed some hope I'm so glad to hear so many minorities Coming around to realizing how Bad things have been under these Lying, scumbag Democrats That that is really Encouraging to me Women's businesses went up and Minority businesses went up Yeah, there were a lot of good things that Trump did The problem is he didn't have the skill set for law enforcement Friends, and that was what his what downside was, and that he uh, fell for everything that Fauci put on the table and went along with it. And he should have seen this son of a bitch coming before it happened. And that's what uh, Eric, Dave, and I were saying back in 2016 when Trump was still trying to get enough delegates to be the Republican nominee. So it's not like I haven't been watching this for a long time. As I said, uh, you know, in my documentary, if you want to go to my Substack page, you can watch my documentary, HIV equals AIDS, fact or fraud. It's a long film, but you will learn a lot about uh, what you're seeing now, what was taking place back in 1992 and 1996. And you will see Fauci controlling the media, putting pressure on ABC News to keep the AIDS fraud covered up. Uh, And he was still keeping this whole thing going. They should have been pulling him down back in 1992, friends, for uh, over as many as 200 to 300,000 AIDS patients already dying. And at the same time, shortly thereafter, Bill Gates would join him and they would start feeding AZT, this DNA chain terminator, to pregnant women in, in Africa and killing the third world. So, you know, it's odd, isn't it, that Bill Gates gets into this medical-industrial health complex. I think you know the reason why. They're planning to put this World Health Organization into effect very quickly, and they already have a new germ. What's it going to be? An RSV, uh, uh, some form of uh, pneumococcus, or or drug-resistant tuberculosis? I don't know but i uh they are planning another epidemic pandemic, and they're gonna try to mask people again. no one is gonna hold them accountable uh so you know i i Worked with the scientists who've looked into these things. I've, I've talked to a lot of these people over the years. In my documentary, uh, you can see ten reasons why HIV is not the cause of AIDS. What the real causes were, because AIDS was real. See, they call us AIDS deniers. AIDS, no, 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 we're not AIDS deniers. We are HIV deniers. We are the bad science deniers. We knew that the real problems causing AIDS were primarily drug use. You know, they used to have this disease they called the dwindles that uh, came out after the Civil War. When people were shooting heavy opiates for a long time, your, their immunity began to drop off, and they began to get the dwindles. And they called that... Uh, this was a long-term effect of, of IV drug addiction, essentially. Yeah. that this, this is who these people were, mostly, who had a, HIV-AIDS. It never... HIV-AIDS never really moved out of its risk groups of, of gay men and IV drug users. Now, I didn't want to get into that topic too much because I want to get back to what we we're talking about right now. The point is simply this. You know, Alex Jones has made a lot of good predictions, but he didn't see that one. He never realized, even though he had my video running on his uh, website for a while, and I had oh, thousands of hits, 40, fifty thousand 50,000 hits, he never really understood what was really going on. Uh, I am explaining to you that, Fauci does not – these germs aren't real. They're, the germ scares aren't real. Something is causing the disease, of course, just like with IV drug users and AIDS. But it's not what Fauci says it is. He's creating a mythical cause of a disease. That's how he operates, Okay. That's what he does, and when he gets these diseases in your mind, he manages to manipulate all of society around that. Now, he was caught up with by Kerry Mellis, who invented PCR in 1992, and uh, ABC wanted to do an interview with Kerry Mellis, and he said only on one condition, that is you expose Fauci. Kerry Mullis was a smart guy and kind of, in a way, sort of a smart ass, but, you know, he had a real heart for people. I really liked him because in in the long run, you realize he was so determined to try to stop what was going wrong with that science that he he put everything on the line to make sure that ABC News covered what was really taking place with Fauci's fraud in 1992. That's when I got involved with all of this. A number of great uh, journalists at that same time did as well. Joan Shinton from Metatel who was award-winning, uh, a medical documentary production company in, in the BBC, uh, you know, they were winning awards and she covered it beginning there with films like, called uh, one was called uh, AZT, A Cause for Concern. Another one was on uh, The AIDS Catch and b- various things. She, she explored this. Celia Farber, John Rappaport, even Gary Knoll, a lot of great people were already starting to explore and see the facts of what was going on with the medical industrial complex in 1992. That's how long it it's been, that is how long it's been, 31 years now, going on 32, friends, since a lot of us, uh, I mean, the whole thing initially started in 84, but it's been going on all this time. Hope I'm not boring you. The point I'm getting to, though, is this. This has gone beyond, way, way beyond what we warn people. We warned people these kinds of things could happen. We told folks, you know, these people can take over and take control. That's what they're trying to do with the World Health Organization. Now, getting back to what I said about Congress, they work for us, friends. They need to be told, no, we're not doing this. They need to be told forcefully. You, any, We're going to hold anybody who's uh, uh, aligning themselves with this World Health Organization as – a party to treason on our Constitution, our Bill of Rights—they have absolutely no business. We know the numbers are coming in now. We know that people are dying because of the jab. We—we we warned you. Remember that we were on here saying this is this is going to be bad. You don't want to take that jab, and obviously it is—it's been proven to be toxic. It doesn't stop you from getting infected. It doesn't stop you from spreading the disease, and it damn sure doesn't do anything to help you out in the meantime. You know, you see the numbers. You can't deny it now. Uh, And then there have been particular uh, there have been particular batches of these jabs that have been far more toxic than others. And they're using these as political weapons as well. So we know where this is going. These people have to be stopped. Biden isn't going to do it. You also need to tell them that Biden needs to be impeached. Biden needs to be impeached. Why? Because it's the right thing to do. It was not the right thing to do with Donald Trump. And I'll agree, you know, impeachment is something that no one should wander into without just cause. But they did have a constitutional review of the charges, even with Jonathan Turley. If you don't remember him, he's a constitutional scholar. And, yes, it's been decided already that there is ample evidence. Yeah. I mean, it, does it take a, a rocket scientist to understand this? There is ample evidence to prove that Joe Biden is guilty of high crimes and misdemeanors. One bribery, two, treason, three, Amendment 25 designed for a maniac idiot like this to keep him out of power. A a derelict, uh, failing health, failing mentality, criminal, you know, that's Amendment 25. Finally, he did not win the election. He did not win the election. Okay. So, how did we end up in this situation? Well, this line media. That's why we need to stand up strong. You need to call your senators and congressmen. Uh, Try to call five a week. You know, just make it really short. You'll get, you'll probably get the answering machine, which is what I really like because I get to talk and they have to listen. (laughs) Hey, I do that on radio, don't I? No, you can always call in too, by the way, if you have anything to say. I do like to have. uh, I do like to hear from you listeners, but, you know, you can talk and they listen. Just leave the messages. It takes maybe 15 minutes to call five people, uh, two senators, three uh, uh, people who are in positions like the Speaker of the House. I called Jim Jordan's office. I said, you need to get busy with subpoenas. We need subpoenas out there right now. Why is the House Judiciary Committee not issuing subpoenas? It's a very serious question. Call your local people. Uh, get on the phone and leave them a message. They listen to those messages, and you know what? Let me tell you something. Only about one out of 300 people contact that office. Think about it. When you call that office and you leave a message, you're speaking for 300 people. That's how important it is. This will work. We need to pressure Congress to do the right thing, and we better get on the stick, because things are going to come apart very quickly here. So I I hope I didn't, uh, you know drag you down, because I know a lot of people go, man, they're not going to change anything. You know, I always uh, refer to the uh, Gospel of Luke, where Jesus talks about the woman who had to get something done from an unjust judge, and this judge was corrupt. He didn't fear man or God. He wouldn't do anything. He wouldn't go out of his way. But she kept coming at him every day. Judge, avenge me, my adversary. It's your job. Judge, avenge me, my adversary. Day after day, she would come, and she kept at it. See, this is what I'm saying the Democrats know how to do. They know how to wear the system. Republicans are too lazy. They think that we hire people, and these people are supposed to be doing a job, and we go about our business and we leave them alone, when in fact we should be watching these people like, like a hawk, to be really honest with you. We should be really, really watching what's going on with these people in Congress, and we need to tell them they're not in charge. We, the people, run this country. These people need to be told that, and they need to be told it in a nice way. But uh, the bottom line is, is, yes, Joe Biden should be impeached. He should be yanked out of there. He should have been yanked out last year. They're running a year behind already. And I know we're going into a political year. Friends, I don't have confidence in the election system. I really don't. I have more confidence in us as citizens pressuring Congress than I do in us winning elections, though elections are important, too. But I'm going to say that if you really want change, we're going to have to pressure the government. Now, that being said, the other option is what? We got to get organized locally—local sheriffs, local mayors—and you got a lot of really bad ones out there. That globe, there's this global. Governance of mayors' company or coalition that's set up out there. You're going to find out how many of your mayors are involved with the UN. If you look it up, you know Virginia Farber has covered that on the show with us. Uh, I mean, you'd be surprised how many mayors are involved in this World Economic Forum. Mayors, your local mayor. Check this out. Find out who these people are. City council but uh we've got to get busy on that angle as well we've got to be very well aware of the fact that uh you know our local government or look your local sheriff it's his job to protect your constitutional rights and you can uh inspire them get to know them i have uh we've talked to ours here in uh, where i live out here in colorado i'm not real favorable to the guy he is a uh he is a conservative, but, you know, he has political aspirations. Some of these sheriffs do. You know what I mean? They want to move into politics. They want to go from being sheriff to a state senator or state representative. Maybe eventually Congress, Senate, well, on up. I don't think they plan to be president, but a lot of these guys are trying to, you know, they're trying to build themselves a boat to float all the way into uh, political uh, uh, prosperity. Look at how many of these people are making all this money. Friends, these people don't go there to serve you. They go there to make a lot of money, and that is a criminal activity. They get all kinds of inside information. They're not penalized. They know what's going to come down. They know where the money's going, and they are uh, a revolving door. You know, they come out of office, they go to work as a consultant for a very big company, they go back into office. It's all about money to these people. If we eliminated and put them on a limited salary for five years the time that they're in you know they can't make any benefits you see a whole lot of people who are in politics now leaving it because these people are, are blood sucking parasites using you but they should be our employees they're supposed to be our employees so I say call them up call them up be nice leave them a message tell them what you want them to get done in the meantime let's get organized locally be right back after the break stay tuned right here on RBN
2: And how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality.
1: Here, I have like all, all of the coffee.
2: It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REP.
4: plus products at the best prices is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store,
1: or call us 800-724-2719 extension 3 800-724-2719 extension
0: 3 Well there's a pain in my side
3: that I can traveling on bring peace to this troubled land It's
0: dark out here let dark, all right This is the darkest time of the year, and this is why uh, we uh, light the lights, and this is why I think we should celebrate. You know, I'm going to talk a little bit about something maybe you may not be aware of, but we are right now in uh, the week of Hanukkah, uh, an old uh, celebration that goes way back. Uh, Before you you get too ruffled up, let me explain what really happened, because a lot of people don't quite know. You know, Hanukkah was actually as much a, a civil war among Jews as it was a fight against the Seleucid king and Antiochus Epiphanes, okay? What had happened was a lot of corruption had gotten into their system. Uh, does that sound familiar? I mean, the wrong people. Some very, very wicked Jews had gotten in. They replaced the uh, old good priest, Omni, uh, with a uh, his brother actually— bought the priesthood with the Seleucid king, Antiochus Epiphanes, and uh, he uh, basically started running the temple. It was a bribery situation. Now, at this time, a lot of the Jews had become Hellenized. They wanted to build a gymnasium with nude sports and stuff like that right across the street from the temple and you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, it was really dilapidating fast. The biggest problem they had in Judea wasn't uh, actually Antiochus' epiphanies. It was the the falling away nature of what was taking place with the Jews. Now uh, this was so disgusting. Uh, then while this guy uh, Jason, the brother of the, you know the little brother who was a spoiled brat who basically sold out the temple rights to the this uh, Seleucid king. While that happened, uh, he went out to raise some more taxes, and another guy called Mini-Laus, I call him, you know, there's Mickey Mouse, mini Mouse, and mini Laos mini Laos. This guy got in, and he basically came up with more money, took some of it that was stashed, and purchased the priesthood himself. So he now became the second most corrupt, and uh, he was running things while this happened. And uh, this led to the uh, the Greeks coming in. The uh, They were actually Greek culture. They were the Seleucid kings. Kingdom, and they desecrated the temple and offered swine's blood on the altar, and they started trying to subvert the whole nation. Now, there was an old man by the name of Matthias, Bethathias, and he had... Uh, he had five sons. Uh, they were called the Sons of Matthias, or the Maccabees. There was uh, Simon, Judas, Eleazar, John, and Jonathan. And he kind of he said, "You're like five fingers on on a hand. If you pull them together, it becomes the fist." Okay, he said, "You guys will stay together." They took on enormous odds. Mel Gibson wanted to make a film about this, right? You remember all, uh, after the Passion and all that? Well, oddly enough, the Jewish community did not want. Mel Gibson making a film about Hanukkah, why would that be? Think about it. Because what he exposed was these wicked Jews, these wicked Jews. Friends, I love Jewish people. I love. I, for the most part I do, but there are some very, very wicked Jews very, uh, do I have to say that on this network? I think you all know. Okay, so these people had taken over. They were really, really vile, and they were desecrating the temple, and they were going along with all of this bogus pagan stuff. I mean, they turned the temple of God into a whorehouse, or literally. I mean, it was horrible—offering pigs and and drinking and going crazy in this place. And finally, Matthias told his sons, "You know you." You guys stick together. They rose up in a rebellion. The story uh, is a lot like Braveheart. Uh, Very, very similar, as a matter of fact. Judas, uh, the Maccabean uh, leader, the military leader, led everybody against them. And as we talked about before, just like the Battle of Midway, this small group of people rose up and managed to defeat the Seleucid army. That's what, that's what uh, this is all about. This was the real story of Hanukkah. And uh, you know, Mel Gibson wanted to make a film about it, and I warned him, you're going to get into some deep stuff here, Mel. But that's the way it goes, friends. I mean, this is what we're celebrating. We're celebrating a small group of people who are dedicated to a cause, dedicated to something, to restoring our republic. That's what they did. That's what Hanukkah is really all about. So I hope you've enjoyed the show. We've really had a good time here, I think. I've had a, uh, enjoyed it anyway, and I think that, uh, you know, we're going to go into these holiday seasons, we're going to uh, be looking ahead, uh, get with people, make them feel good, make them feel like they can, they can win. Bye-bye. Hi,
3: Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ-4 Carcass Drop and Lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation, but today I want to spotlight four of our new products, EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too.
4: EaseOff, LLC. 417-932-6419.
3: You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because